0: to live
1: Temple Time broadcast, the radio ministry of Evangelistic Temple and Assemblies of God Church located on Collins Avenue and 4th Terrace. We're delighted that you've tuned in today and it's our prayer that you would be abundantly blessed by today's ministry and song and the teaching of God's Word by Reverend Dr. Vaughn L. Cash. For prayer and counseling during or after this broadcast, you may call us on the Temple Time Prayer Line. The number is 322-8304. That's 322-8304. Our weekly services are Sunday morning worship at 8.30 and 11 a.m., Sunday school and adult education at 10 a.m., midweek ministries at 7.30 p.m. on Wednesdays, and Rebirth Youth and Revive Young Adults Ministries on Fridays at 7.30 p.m.
0: Empower!
2: Psalms 133 verse 1 says, How good it is for brethren to dwell together. And that is just what you have today. The opportunity to go to the church of your choice and worship with fellow believers. But that verse also says that we should dwell together in unity. And there's nothing better than being a part of a church body that dwells together in unity unity today on the broadcast pastor vaughn cash will be sharing on that very same topic unity and his scripture reference will be taken from ecclesiastes chapter 4 verses 9 through 10 but before we go to pastor cash let's enjoy the upcoming musical selection after which we'll go straight into the message for today Good morning everyone, this is Pastor Vaughan Cash and it is my delight to be with you on the Temple Time broadcast once again this morning and I trust and pray that all is well with you and your family and you are preparing to go to the house of God this morning to worship and to praise him. This morning I want to talk a little bit about unity and the importance of unity and also the power of unity. The Bible tells us very clearly in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verses 9 and 10, that two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls, for he has none other or no one else to help him up. And so this old principle of unity and the principle of working together is a very powerful one. And we can work this principle, whether it's within our family to uh, make sure we have unity in our family for productivity and growth for every member of the family. We can also work this principle in our nation as we work together as one people with one heart, one mind for the good of everybody. And we can also work this principle in the church because um, it is a very powerful principle within the local church or within church organizations as well. And the principle laid out in Ecclesiastes chapter 4 just simply says that we can accomplish more when we are working together, when we are working in oneness and we are working in unity. And so I want to begin this morning by reading from Genesis chapter 11, verse 1 through verse 9. Now the whole earth had one language and one speech, and it came to pass, as they journeyed from the east, that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. Then they said to one another, Come, let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They had brick for stone, and they had asphalt for mortar. And they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower whose top is in the heavens. Let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men had built. And the Lord said, indeed, the people are one and they all have one language. This is what they begin to do. Now, nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them. Come, let us go down, and there confuse their language, that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from there over the face of all the earth, and they ceased building the city. Therefore its name is called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of all the earth, and from there the Lord scattered them abroad over the face of the whole earth. In the New Testament, Jesus taught a lot about the power of oneness and unity. In John chapter 17, verses 20 through 23, Jesus says, I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they all may be one, as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. And the glory which you gave me, I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one. I in them and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one. And that the world may know that you have sent me And have loved them as you have loved me. And so Jesus is praying for his disciples, those who would succeed him in ministry. And his prayer was for oneness and oneness on the same level that existed between Jesus and God the Father. And so he wanted his disciples to function as one after he would have ascended back to heaven. Now, this oneness involves living as one and also working as one. And Jesus said, when the world sees this, the power of our work will draw them to Jesus Christ. So this oneness, Jesus is saying, will not only help you to be productive disciples, but it will also be a means by which the world will be drawn to me, Jesus said, when they see you working together as one in my name. And then the apostle Paul, he reiterated this principle that was taught by Jesus. In Philippians chapter 1 verse 27, the apostle says, only let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ so that whether I come and see you or I'm absent, I may hear of your affairs, that you stand fast in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. And he also wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 10, Now I plead with you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. So Jesus prayed that his disciples, those who would follow him, would live together and work together as one. And the apostle Paul Encourage the church at Philippi and the church at Corinth to follow that same pattern and that same example of oneness and unity. And so let's go now to uh, the book of Genesis chapter 11 and let's see what happens here as it relates to oneness and unity. First of all, what we see is the natural human power of oneness and unity. In verse one of Genesis 11, it says, now the whole earth had one language and one speech. That's how God created things. This was God's doing for God's purposes and man's benefit, that the human race was of one language and of one speech. That's how things started out. And uh, the Bible goes on and tells us that it was this unity and oneness that resulted in some powerful things. It produced some powerful things among the people because they were united on this level. They all had one language. And so the first thing that we see as a result of that was unobstructed communication unobstructed communication. In verse three and also in verse seven of Genesis 11, the Bible says, "'Then they said to one another, "'Come, let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly.' "'They had brick for stone, And they had asphalt for mortar. So the point there is the Bible says, then they said one to another. They were able to communicate with each other without hindrance or without obstacle because they all spoke the same language. And that is the power of speaking the same thing and being able to communicate clearly with each other. When these kinds of things happen, then when we put our efforts together, our ideas together, and we discuss things as we are able to understand each other, then we can certainly produce more. So they had unobstructed communication. The second thing we see, in these verses, is unhindered cooperation. Because they had one language and they all spoke the same thing, there was unhindered cooperation. There was nothing to prevent them from cooperating with each other because they clearly understood each other. And so in verse 4 and also in verse 8, it says, And they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower whose top is in the heavens. Let us make a name for ourselves lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. So the, the cooperation was unhindered and there was nothing to block it. There was nothing to cause any difficulties as far as cooperating with each other is concerned. They said, let us, that phrase is used twice, let us And they cooperated with each other to achieve a singular goal. And that's the next one that we see uh, happened as a result of them being able to speak the same language. And that is unlimited production. Unlimited production. In verse 6 and verse 9, the Bible says, And the Lord said, Indeed, the people are one, and they all have one language. And this is what they begin to do. Now, nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them. This was what God said. God said, because there is nothing that hinders these people from communicating with each other and from cooperating with each other, there is nothing that will stop them from producing what they desire there is nothing, the Lord says, that they propose to do that will be withheld from them. And so again, this is the power of oneness and unity. And right now we are only focusing upon the oneness as far as their speech was concerned and their ability to communicate with each other. God testified and said nothing will be withheld from them because of their oneness and their unity. That, my friend, is a powerful and truthful principle for the church of Jesus Christ to understand. When we understand each other, when we are able to communicate with each other, and when we are prepared and willing to cooperate with each other, then our production efforts will be unlimited. There is so much more that we will be able to accomplish for God and able to accomplish for the kingdom of God if we were to function and to operate in this kind of oneness and this kind of unity. But you know, these people... Having all of this kind of power available to them to produce something, they misused that power of oneness and unity. And so let's take a look then at the tragic mistake of that generation. And as I indicated, they used the power of their oneness and unity to glorify themselves. In other words, instead of using it to glorify God, they used it to glorify themselves. And that's just how human nature is we we often and most of the time think about how this is going to benefit me as opposed to how it is going to glorify God. And this was a mistake on their part. And so in verse 4 of Genesis 11, the Bible says, And they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower whose top is in the heavens. Let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the earth. So their plan and their intention and their goal was to take advantage of the power of this oneness and unity and use it to make a name for themselves as opposed to glorifying God. So they became self-centered. And they became self-focused and decided that they wanted to make a name for themselves, establish themselves as opposed to glorifying Almighty God. And because they decided to misuse and abuse this gift of God that enabled them to have such oneness, God had to step in and do something about it. God had to make sure that this abuse of this gift that he had given to them was not something that was going to so glorify mankind that it would have a negative effect on the things of God or even upon God himself. Because what they were actually planning to do was become gods in and of themselves and to exalt themselves to that position. Remember now, their desire was, let us build this city and build this town power whose top is in the heavens. And the implication is that they wanted to put themselves on a level with God himself. And of course, the Bible makes it very clear that God is not going to share his glory with any man in this regard and in this way that they were thinking. And so God had to step in and do something about it. Now, we are going to pause right there, and Lord willing, we will pick up next Sunday with this teaching. This is a very important teaching because it tells us about the power of oneness and unity that we can exercise for the good of our family, for the good of our churches, and for the good of our nation. But it also tells us what can be detrimental if we focus on ourselves as opposed to focusing on on God being glorified as a result of our oneness and our unity. Our God and our Father, we give you thanks today for all that you have made available to us as Christian believers, as the Church of Jesus Christ that we can engage in in order to, to produce our best for you and for the advancement of the kingdom of God and the glorifying of your name. And so we ask now, Father, in the name of Jesus, that you would help us to stay focused Help us to remain in a mindset where our desire is to glorify you and not to become gods unto ourselves. We give you thanks and praise for your word today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.
1: by today's ministry. For prayer, counseling, or further information, you may call us at the church office at 322-8304. That's 322-8304. You can also email us at info at evangelistictemple.org or visit our website at www.evangelistictemple.org to learn more about us or watch the live streaming of our Sunday morning services next Sunday at the same time and may the richness of God's grace His boundless love and enduring mercy be with you now and always